It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. All righty. So today is uh, January 30th, 2018. It is uh, me and Katie. It's uh, 7.37. And uh, uh, we are talking about her and is she your nephew? Yeah. Yeah, uh, about stuff. And the reason why I'm so excited about this is because you're about to join the team management leadership program. Right. And in your two years, you're going to be in an environment where people just have permission to coach each other, mm-hmm. which is going to be kind of weird because when you get out of there, you're going to realize that, oh, not everybody wants to be coached, right? So it took me a long time for me to get, you mean it's not okay to coach you? What are you talking about? I've been coaching people for years now. All of a sudden, you're going to give me a hard time, right? But, but mm-hmm. in addition in addition to knowing the difference between when it's okay and when it's not okay, coach, it'll be okay to coach, mm-hmm. um, what, I'm hear, what I'm hearing from you is, you're developing yourself as a coach talking with your nephew. That's why I wanted to really record this. Oh, stuff. I want you to okay. hear the languaging, hear the support that you're doing, because you're going to be coaching the acts of the power, the power to create. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to be coaching your committed colleague when you're in your third and fourth quarter. It's going to be awesome. Right. So, like, I'm hearing you coaching, really. You know, like supporting, but you use the coaching yeah. practice. And so I really want you to hear that that's why I was like, man, I got to turn this dang on machine. Hard time. So um, that's the re- that's the value of what I'm hearing, so that you can hear what you're doing and you can be better the next time and on and on. So make right. sense. Mhm. Excellent. All right, keep going. Um. Yeah. So I was working with him. Um. And basically creating creating a possibility of he and his mom, you know, developing a relationship. And mm-hmm. you know, what's one thing that we could work on? You know, what's one thing that your mom would work on so that to make your life your life work for you and so that you're not reacting this way? And, you know, he did the, the teenager nothing. And I said, again, you're an intelligent young man. I know you're creative and I know you're able to come up with something. And you can't just say everything because that's very conceptual and it's not specific. And when it's conceptual, we can't address it. And he... You know, he continued to, to fight it and say nothing. I said, okay, well, how about this? <laughs> in, in the story that you explained to me about what happened with your mom today, do you think that maybe she could work on how she's correcting you or speaking to you? Would that be something? Oh, she'll never change. And I said, that's, that's not what I'm saying right now. If that's something that she could work on, would that make your life work better? Yeah, I guess so. And I said, okay, well, yes or no, would that make your life better? So I, I try to work with him a lot with the yes or no rather than shoulder shrug and yeah. more certain answers, more direct answers. Um, yeah. And um, he said, yeah, yes. I said, okay. Well, then th- there's something that we can work on. Um, and then, you know, after going through, he's like, I just want to walk away. I just want to walk away. And then... 
as you as you coached me, you know, I was saying, well, that's not an option right now. The option is going, you know, going home. That that's the option tonight, and then working on creating how that how how that would look so that he would be home. Um, and so then he, and and it could have been he was just so tired fighting, or he, or my coaching worked, and he <laughs> eventually after after providing the option to go. Um, uh, to uh, to just go straight up in his room, no confrontation, anything. Um, I would say it probably good like five minutes later. He just turned around and started walking, and I said, "Are you going home?" Yeah, okay. I said, "Well, do you want to ride?" No, I'm just going to walk. And my brother was there at the time too, so my brother listened and watched all this. Mm. You know, um, we were outside. Oh my gosh, it was so cold. He was out. Um, by the road, about by a, a really busy road, um, and I remember him saying, "I was like, do you get that this is dangerous? It is dark right now. You're wearing dark clothes, and we're near a really busy road." I don't care. I said, "Well, we do. We care about your your safety and your well-being, regardless of what you think. We all do, and we all care and love love you very much." Um, and. And again, I did, I did relate to him that, you know, he was acting kind of like a five-year-old. And I said, you have it pretty good. I, I want you to know that because you have a bed, you have food, you have all of your needs being met. I worked, I worked and taught kids in West Philadelphia that didn't have a bed. They were sleeping on the couch. Their parents were doing drugs. They were basically the parent of their younger siblings. And there was gun gun. And, and, you know, gunshots outside of their house every night. I just want, I, I just wanted to sink in for you that you have it pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I think that sunk in for him at least a little bit. Um, anyway, so we ended up back at the house, and um, my brother walked with him back. And my brother, once Logan went upstairs, my brother came around the corner and was like, you are amazing. And that's when it hit me, the impact that I had made. My older, my oldest brother, so I have two older brothers, my oldest brother coming around the corner saying, you, you were, you are, you were amazing. And the gratefulness and just the gratitude that he had in his face and the way he was being was just like, I, I, all I said was like, all, all I could say was landmark. <laughs> uh, um, um, because I've, I've, I've spoken to him a about landmark before and I've spoken to him and, and actually Logan's mom, uh, my sister-in-law about Logan doing landmark. Um, so a little background on Logan. Um, Logan is not my brother's son. His father was very into drugs um, and eventually was in jail and so it's been pretty much just Logan and his mom and, you know, dealing with, you know, a drug addict father and things like that. Um, so there's something there. There's something deeper. He just needs access to whatever that is. Yeah. Well, he is a teenager. And teenagers, you know, deal mm-hmm. with the stuff that teenagers deal with, right, finding out who they are. You know, right. Uh, independent and that's and that's like that. that was some of his reactions to what I was saying. I don't know, soldier shrug. 
and that's where see, this, this, but there's another piece called sometimes they, they operate in what they think is in their best interest, whether it's to be still act like a kid or act like an adult, depending on what's most mm-hmm. convenient for them. Yeah, so and, I, and I called them out for acting like a kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you definitely mm-hmm. was dealing with, with that on both sides. But there's another element that you don't, you are not present to. And uh, at least I don't know if you are. I'll, I'll say I don't know if you are, but I am. Um, so who I who you were being was the ha- one half of a power couple. Okay. See, that's that's who you're going to be being when you're in your relationship, your power power couple relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's where your power is going to come from, creating clarity. Standing up for for the well being and uh, the health and the success of your partner, the relationship mm-hmm. yourself, and all of that. Yeah. So I want you to remember that you're going to need to be that for the rest of your life. Anyhow, your miles will get used to it. <laughs> and, and yeah. It's awesome. You know. You know. You shocked your yeah, brother. It, yeah. Go ahead. It. I shocked myself. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, who is this right now? <laughs> you were channeling your higher self or something. Mhm. It was and, amazing, and, and I. Yeah. I just hope that um. I'm not really sure. Like I, I, I feel like there's not really like completion with him right now. Like I, I want like a bit of a follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really know how that looks right now. He'll show up on his own. All right, so um, so I love that. I mean, that is just so freaking awesome. <laughs> you, you you have an idea, and you don't have an idea. It's awesome. I just really, I'm 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 happy for you. Um, because of the results you produce and how you discovered about yourself, but mm-hmm. you know, you ain't really you ain't really discovered yourself yet around this. But you you're gonna. You can't help it. So, yeah, it was um, like the first the first little like opening of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, in the future, I'm going to give you a technique that I learned in my uh, Team 1 uh, course mm-hmm. when I was uh, one of the coach, one of the communication course leaders. Is, I think, uh, 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 Carla Elfeld Smith. Before she became married to an Asian guy named Smith, which is hilarious in and of itself. <laughs> Um, she was my coach. She coached, you know, she led a communication course, and she gave me the best advice I ever got in coaching people around communication courses. Mm-hmm. So how how you do it is you um, find out who they're going to talk to, and then you say to yourself, you say to them, okay, listen, when you have your conversations, you want them to not tell you about the conversation. You want them to recreate the conversation and tell you the dialogue. So mm-hmm. I said this, they said that, I said this, they said that, I said this, they said that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and so one of those sessions, one of those times I was doing it, I did it and, and I heard this guy say something that he didn't realize he messed up saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was able to help coach him around so he could restore his relationship with his, with his friend. It was amazing mm-hmm. because if he didn't say exactly what they said and what he said, I wouldn't have been able to tell because he was just talking about it and it sounded like ephemeris, you know. Mhm. Okay. So I'm so I'm saying next time you have conversations with your with your nephew, 
particularly mm-hmm. him. So how did the conversation go? I said this, she said that, I said this, she said that. Because then you'll be able to tell what he said or how he said it that made the problem. You can um, coach him around. He can stop doing it. There was something, again, about – so. and then I, I spoke to my sister-in-law afterwards and actually and my brother a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law, I mean, and, and everybody's in their own context. My sister-in-law says she didn't yell. He, Logan said that she did yell. And then, and, and again, I said, you know, everyone's valid within their own story and their own point of view. Um, I said, regardless, I think when he hears a correction or something, he's, he hears yelling, regardless of whether it's actually, you know, a raised voice or not. Mm-hmm. And my brother, he had like a an aha moment. He said that, the one time he was saying, you know, like, go get something or, or whatever, and Logan's first reaction was, why are you yelling at me? And my brother mm-hmm. was taken back, like, I didn't yell at you. <laughs> so I'm thinking that a lot of anything correcting or telling what to do, in Logan's point of view, he's hearing yelling. Yeah, because he fears that somebody's telling him what to do, he's being blamed or, or ridiculed or some kind of negative experience, and, it's, and it mm-hmm. hits him emotionally so hard that it feels right. like he's yelling. I bet you that's what it is. And and it was funny because when Donna led um, my access to power, yeah. there was something that she said that her family did, and she said it was verbal darts. Mm, and. Yeah. I see it in my family, and I see it especially with my brother and my sister-in-law and Logan. And I, I introduced them to that idea. And I said, one of you says something, and then the other one throws it right back or to another person, and then all of a sudden you guys have a chain reaction of verbal darts, and it escalates into these you know, arguments or fights. Just be aware of, one, how you're saying things, and two, whether it's a portable dart. And there was something, and it was funny because they started catching it. And they, it was so funny. Um, my brother bought something. I forget what he bought. But he, I think he had asked my sister-in-law, you know, if they could get it. And, you know, she she said, I don't know if she said no or whatever. He's like, you know, and he ended up getting it thinking like, oh, well, it's my, it's my, God, it was so perfect. But, and I said, you you, you realize that that's a dart. It may not be a verbal dart. You, you went right back at her and said like, well, I'm going to get it anyway, you know? And he was like, and, and she called out dart, dart. And it was like so funny. I don't know when they, like, when they like really realized like when it's happening. Um, but it was awesome to see, like them actually acknowledging it happening. It was I don't know. It was just really cool. It was a it was a stressful evening, but it was I actually no I I didn't feel stressed in it either. Mm. I felt I felt concerned because I wanted my nephew you know to get back and yeah. back at the house and just but I don't know. It was yeah, just enlightening. I guess. Yeah, no, I get it. So there's two other things I'm hearing now. And so one of them is that um, you're hearing yourself think. 
you're as not- you're speaking and listening, you're hearing your own thoughts in your head. See, 99% of us or 99.9% of us, <laughs> we just talk and react and we have a thought and then we go with it like it's, like it's the truth. But we don't realize mm-hmm. that we are actually reacting to something. We're not conscious of the fact that there's something in us telling us what to do. Mm-hmm. You actually stood back and was operating in partnership with your own inner voices. So you wasn't reacting to your thoughts. You had a thought, and then you thought about your thought, and then you said or did something on the thought. Okay. It was it was like you was listening to your inner voices and then using what you got from the inner voices to make decisions. Does that communicate? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what was going on. You didn't do it in person, intentionally. But that is what ended up happening, correct? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you listen to this recording again and you hear the conversation, you're going to hear what I just said. You're going to hear it in your speaking. Like you had a thought and then you went where you went with the thought versus just going with the thought. Like you had the thought then you thought about what to do with it. Then you said or did whatever you said or did with it. Mm-hmm. You were conscious. Okay. So, you know, to say it in another way, if you have a thought and you notice you're having a thought, what, where did that thought come from if you watch yourself having that thought? Did it really come from you if you had a thought that showed up out of the blue? Or did that thought come from your subconscious mind or somewhere else and then you started interacting with that thought like it was a useful thought? You follow what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So you so were I, looking I, at. Good. Good. I I know. I just I always call that my overanalyzing everything. Like my brain well, will like. But you wasn't overanalyzing it this time. You was not overanalyzing huh? it. This time. You you were not overanalyzing it this time. Okay. You were going with it. You were respecting the thought, and then you used the thought the best you knew how. Okay. I mean, that's how you that's how you treated your nephew, right? Yeah. You said something, then you had a thought, and then you took the thought, and you used it to, to benefit him based on your training, correct? Right. Right. You were conscious. You were not being controlled by your thoughts. You were using your thoughts. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Right? That. Yeah, that connected. Yes. Okay, great. So, so you were... So I want you to remember that and do your best to practice that because that will keep you balanced and in power in all your conversations and relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to be necessarily able to do it every single time perfectly. It's, <laughs> not, a time for, it's not a time for you to practice that. You know what I'm saying? But almost nobody yeah. ever gets there. Almost no human being ever gets there. Okay. So sometimes public speakers or writers, they'll get into the zone and either spirit will talk to them or some other aspect of their their consciousness or whatever will, will speak through them and they'll be in the zone, athletes be in the zone, right, lifting weights or mm-hmm. shooting baskets or whatever in the zone, right? So when you get in the zone, realize you're in the zone, but there's this thing called the zone that's outside of you <laughs> that you're, yeah. 
use, using and participating in. That's what was going on for you. So I want you to be conscious of that so that you can so, use so that more often. Yeah, so what I was describing of feeling like I was outside of my body and it was just like yes. I could watch myself doing it. Exactly. So give yourself permission when it happens to allow it to happen more, to practice it once it shows up. To even mm-hmm. see how you can start even see how you can start using it. Yeah. So first off, this ain't something you're you're gonna ever hear at Landmark. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. This is you actually this is you becoming more conscious. Yeah, this is a consciousness raising that you had that you didn't even know you was having, but I'm pointing it out to you so you can use it because when yeah. you're in your romantic relationship, you want to be able to do this to, to care of the relationship and to take care of you because there's no guarantee that the next guy you date is going to be a great guy. Right. But if, but if you understand the things that I'm talking about, you won't drive yourself crazy because of it. Yeah, you'll be too you'll be too conscious to be able to drive yourself crazy up because of how he's being or not being or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll still be able to be grounded as you as who you really are, regardless of what's going on around you. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you remember this conversation, this experience, and you'll eventually, probably sooner than later, will will become unshakable in being who you are. I'm not saying you won't get triggered. I'm just saying right. you'll never not be you'll never not be being who you really are. Because like I think before before this past Sunday, especially in conversations with my ex, like I there I I, I could feel myself being triggered. Like we would be in a conversation like, I could feel myself being triggered and then having a reaction, but being able to, like, stop myself either mid-reaction or before the reaction. Mm. But then but then this past Sunday is that I there was, there was a few things that I, wa- like, I wanted to react to, but it was just, like, a quick little, like, uh, and then back, like, it. Like, it, the, the reaction wanted to come through, but in the way I was being at that moment, didn't come through. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so yes, yeah, so but for me, I, want, I wouldn't want you, and I, know, and I think you, want, you would want this for yourself, even if you never had the thought really before about what I'm about to say, which is I want you to be so grounded that even if things ain't working right, you never stop mm-hmm. being you, and you never stop uh, honoring your commitments, your principles, like that. Right. Circumstances change, you still be the same person. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, one of the main reasons why you said, hey, Tom, I need you to, you know, let's, let's work together, is that um, you couldn't find yourself. Yeah. But, I was so lost in the relationship that it wasn't, like, me anymore. Right. Yeah, that's because the thoughts you were having were controlling you instead of you controlling it like you was having with your nephew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Right. So if if and when, I'm going to say if and when, 
that happens again. Remember your conversation with your nephew. Mm-hmm. And then even if you can't necessarily go in the zone, you could be responsible for inspecting your own thoughts, thoughts that pop up, your reactions, and then mm-hmm. decide is that really representing you or not. Right. Wow, mm-hmm. this is uh, a... <laughs> Woof. This is a powerful uh, you conversation. Know, I'm saying this is one of the best co- coaching conversations I ever had because, like, I-, I never get a chance to talk to people about how to use their brain. I'd love to be able to, <laughs> but we never get that close. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it, you know, it sounds like we're talking about your nephew to somebody that might be listening to this, but no, we're talking about how to work and operate powerfully inside of relationships, stay, who you, stay being who you are, and... Mm-hmm. Um, um, and um, and not be triggered or lose yourself in any conversations. Yeah. You know, and how and do you I, use I'm, this to, to enhance your power couple experience? Right. Oh, well, no, I was just going to say, like, I just feel so blessed in the timing of having taken the communications courses. Mm. Um, just, like, and... I mean, it's what, so the first one I took was October, so it's been, you know, a few months, yeah. and then Power to Create was in December, right. and so the, the one in December was a week and a half before my interview for my promotion, and I remember being in my interview, and I can see how I wasn't completely the way I was with my nephew, but I I. I the feeling that I had, it was like, it was almost there in the way I was being. And then different conversations in the meantime, you know, I I felt it more and more. And then it was almost the urgency of the situation caused me to be who I needed to be for my nephew. I totally, totally got it. See, for me, when it comes to relationships, I'd rather have these conversations than, yeah. you know, because and, uh, these are the ones that's never going to go away once you figure it out. You can start yeah. generating, you can start creating your own mastery and creating your own particular, you know, uh, relationship experiences and skill sets when you understand some of the stuff that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, if you don't understand the stuff we have in this conversation, you right. you're always gonna have new problems you won't know what to do with. Mhm. You know, and like my like, mom. Nah, yeah, good. No, well, I was just thinking about the conversation when my mom told me about my grandma, mm-hmm. and and she's and again, like I said, she has a lot on her plate right now. And when you when you mentioned something about like people aren't you know they don't want coaching or whatever it is, I felt that right. from my mom when I was talking to my mom, because she said. Um, so when my grandma was being diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma about 10 years ago, she was having a lot of similar things where she was having a lot of digestive issues and test after test, they weren't finding anything. And eventually they pretty much put it in that my grandma was, you know, like senile. She was, and it was all in her head. And then they finally found the tumor and they were like because my grandma my grandma's she is a she's a quick-witted woman like she's sassy she's 
Like, she's not one to make that kind of stuff up. Like, that's that's not in the way she is. And um, so my mom, apparently, something she said to the, like, they they were, I think they were relating their previous experience to the current experiences that they're having. Mm-hmm. And that even though the doctor wasn't really giving the suggestion that it was all my grandmother's head, you know, they were, you know, the test was positive. I don't really see why this would be a problem, but we'll go on to the next test. And what my mom and grandma were hearing were, oh, I think this is all in her head. And so I guess my mom's reaction and when they found the mask, I guess she actually said to the doctor, yeah, you know, see, it wasn't all in her head. And the doctor was like, like, I was like, oh, my God, Mom. <laughs> I was like, I don't think they ever said or relayed that they were, I mean, and again, I I wasn't at the doctor's appointments, but I never, I don't think they ever said that they were all in her head. Yeah, but you have to get that. This is what we went through last time. I was like, yeah, but this is not the same thing. And she was just, she was just so on with what she was saying that it was kind of like I had to, like, let that moment go. You know, she she wasn't in, it, she wasn't in the the mindset of being coached. Gotcha. And she was flustered and frustrated, you. and my dad was being a pain after his surgery today. So <laughs> I can get that she yeah. was just just flustered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when people are uh, don't want to be coached, they don't want to be hearing nothing. They're mm-hmm. stuck. They're, they're so busy dealing with the feelings that they're dealing with that they don't have mm-hmm. the space to deal with any new feelings or new thoughts. Right. They don't have the space for it, you know, mm-hmm. whether whether it's a permanent thing because they're, uh, you know, dealing with their own dogma uh, and training and history or it's just a momentary thing about this particular situation. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's basically... Uh, I don't feel like changing nothing right now. I'm just, what I'm dealing with is too heavy for me to be dealing with some new stuff. And that's right. Like and that. and she was so set on that it's so similar to the last time that my grandma was diagnosed that like that that is what it that is what it was for her. Like that's that's just how it is. Rather than saying you know taking each situation as what it is, but she'll. She'll be working through it. My grandma has a an appointment with the doctor or the surgeon on Thursday. So yeah. definitely, definitely never easy when your parents are going like for her, like her mother's going through. Uh, yeah. And you know, so I I can get where she's emotional and stuck. All right, so let's uh, change gears. You had an assignment from uh, last session. I haven't done it. <laughs> I know you've been tied up and busy, so, you know, I'm not, like, shocked. Mm-hmm. I can hear you. Oh, okay, okay. So do you remember what it was, or do you not remember it, but you did write it down, or what? You know I'm a Virgo, and I wrote it down. Excuse me? 
As if you know I'm a Virgo and wrote it down. Ah. Uh, so the on, on your 95th birthday, all the people that are there and what did they say about you? And then a bucket list. Okay, all right. So you need to do it for the next time because that's a powerful conversation, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to, you know, mess around with it. I'm not going to act like uh, no big deal. I'm not going to try to, you know, sugarcoat it or or smooth past it. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we need, we need to do that because uh, that and the, and the exercise you did, you know, around uh, principles. Right. It is, um, you know, those two things are going to set you free. So, um, speaking of that, since you, we're not talking about uh, the other stuff, um, have you looked at the, your principles or thought about them since you first created them? No. Uh, it's, you know, as I was saying that, I realized you was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I still love you, Eddie. I was all good. It's all good. I'm looking at them um, now. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. So, um, why don't you, you know, take a couple of seconds to look at them and then tell me what you're thinking or feeling like what comes to you and looking at them, noticing them. So what comes to me is, so in my SOAP um, homework, we've been doing the interviews with yes. um, people in our lives. Yes, awesome. And the... Principles, wait, principles? Yeah. So the, the mine were, mine were leadership, inspiration, authenticity. Are these are the, this is the, this is what you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, so when these I are the principles that you, admire, Right, exactly, right. Okay, yeah, so leadership, inspiration, authenticity, creativity, and love. And... A lot of the stuff that I'm getting that I've gotten back from the interviews with the strengths, how I occur to them, and what they can count on me for, I think can be categorized within all five of these. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so shocked. I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> Oh, yep. I am not surprised. So that's what that's least, that's but... what comes up for me is the okay is that I admire other people that are like this, and therefore mm-hmm. those are also my principles. But the fact that within those interviews where you know there's no filter, that the things that come up for other people for about me are these five things. Yeah, as in they see that in you, right? Right. Right. Yeah. How come? How come you didn't use that term? What? Um, you said you know what came up for them was these things, but you didn't say they saw those things in you. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what it sounded like. Um, like you did, like like th- that, like those things are too strong for you to own just yet. They're pretty powerful principles, I would say. I, I understand, but it's it's almost like you ain't quite you're not quite ready to give yourself permission to be them yet. <laughs> Even though people already see see me as them. <laughs> uh huh. 
and have been. He yeah. Just it out because of the interview. <laughs> right. And like the, the, so I see leadership and I, I mean, I look back at my life and my current life and in general, I've always been a leader, but I, I guess what I see is I still have so much to develop still. Uh-huh. See, that's that, the point. Okay. <laughs> You're not perfect. You're not perfect yet. So one day I'll be a leader. <laughs> right. And and now that like I'm a week into my promotion, things are starting to kind of. Oh, it, it's like it's feeling like I'm, I'm all of a sudden in this new role, and I have these. You know, people are coming to me for answers, and they're. But but then I look back and I think they were doing that before too. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> but one really cool thing that happened today is I'm I'm the go to person for my boss's out of office message. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> See I thought that you, was pretty cool. <laughs> you've been a leader the whole time. You just haven't given yourself permission to be that. My sister, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, you know, given that's where you are, how you're being about it, you can now, like, own this because here's the deal. If you could own it, then you can recognize when the guy that you're interested in sees it in you as well. And right. not just sees it in you, he also um, – can 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 uh, expand upon it, can blend with you and his <laughs> leadership or whatever else he's got to blend that's, that may not be leadership or whatever. Like so he needs to be when, able to recognize who you are. Is that when I you know, I if I talk to a guy or, or something, like in my head I'm like he can't handle me. Uh maybe. But see, you can't tell if he mm-hmm. can handle you or not. You're probably right, but you got to be you got to be settled with you first, right? And that's a lot of what this conversation is about. Yeah, like you're getting settled with you. This this conversation is really, 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 really doing it. This is an amazing. Oh my god, this is this is one of the best coaching sessions I've ever had ever. And, and I've been doing this since 2006. Man, this is amazing. You know because. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's like I get that I exude these, but there's always there's always more that you can develop. Yes. Yeah. See, you are a great human being already. But just mm-hmm. because you're not let let me let me give you a distinction. Okay. Uh Perfect versus flawless. Mm-hmm. What do you think the difference between those two is? Perfect and flawless. Perfect and flawless. So perfect. So that's 
Isn't that that's funny? Um, I the reason I went into or the focus that I went into landmark was to work on my perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a good conversation I had that day, bro. The flawless, no flaws. And the perfection is something that you're constantly reaching for. And flawless I don't know. Boy, you about to get your mind blown. Okay, yeah, please. So there's nothing that's not perfect. There's no such thing as an imperfection. Right. But there's plenty of things that are flawed. So let me okay. give you an example of what I mean. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Have you noticed that if you live long enough, you won't be kind of like walking around kind of like an infant baby, like you need help and stuff, right? Right. That's a perfect senior citizen. But mm-hmm. his body, his her body is flawed because it's not as strong as it used to be. It doesn't can't it cannot perform the way it used to be. But it's perfectly designed. It's perfect. It perfectly fulfills the typical perfect functions of a senior citizen who's getting a little old and can't handle their mm-hmm. body anymore. Their body can't handle it anymore. They're perfect senior citizens. If you take a bicycle tire and it's got 18 spokes, it's perfect and flawless. But when you take the three spokes out of it, now it's got 15 spokes. It's not as stable as it was, but it's perfect. It's a, it's, it's, it's perfectly as stable as any tire that only had 15 spokes rather than 18 spokes. It's perfect. It's a perfect It's perfect that it's still tire. functional. No, it's perfectly it's, it's perfectly designed to operate the way it operates, however it ends up operating, with the 15 spokes versus the, the, the 18 spokes. Meaning, it's the, the, it's operating the way it's operating consistent with a tire that's only got 15 spokes. Now, 15 spokes doesn't work, but it's we're operating perfectly the way any tire with 15 spokes would be operating or 10 spokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So people who can't see that they're crapping on people, they are operating perfectly like someone who doesn't realize that they're crapping on people. Mm-hmm. Cheaters are perfect operating like cheaters. Now, okay. they're perfectly operating like a cheater. They're saying what they need to say, doing what they need to do to cheat and to get what they want. But now, is um, are they operating um, true to the design of human beings at human beings' best? No. Flawed, oh, is, like less than, flawed is less than at your best. But perfect, everything is perfect. So we're over there trying to be more perfect when we can't be more perfect. We mm-hmm. operate within the within the within the range 
of design of being human, of being an animal, a dog, a lion, whatever, a plastic container. Everything mm-hmm. is operating within this within the workability scope, the functionality scope of their design. You know, a woman going through menopause is perfectly going through menopause. You may not like it, <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, there are, a woman, are flaws to it. it. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's, we're operating in perfect perfect to the design perfect within the parameters of what's possible inside of that thing that we're operating inside of in this particular case talk about menopause, which I'm glad I don't have to go through. Um, <laughs> I've gone through my mental and emotional, uh, uh, men going through um, midlife crisis is the mental and emotional equivalent of menopause. Okay. It's ugly. It's ugly like two mofos, I'm just saying. <laughs> and I was in a horrible marriage when I went through uh, my midlife crisis, oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> I actually coached a couple of guys through it. They were so grateful when they got to the other side. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I might have to promote that, you know, talk to people about this. So guys going through the midlife crisis. Promote midlife crisis pro- help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Midlife, midlife crisis coaching, man. Yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, so, so. You looking to so here's the other thing too. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to be a perfectionist, the only way to be effective as a perfectionist is if you're walking around looking for what's wrong. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for what's right, you're operating inside of excellence. How much better can I be as a conversation about excellence? How can it be yeah. perfect is you you got to eliminate the flaws, which means you got to look for what's not working in order to fix it so it's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. So perfectionism is negativity. It's giving yourself permission to beat yourself up. It's giving yourself permission to think about what could I just lost you. How, excuse me? Oh, there you are. Okay. I lost you for a minute. I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you an. I'm going to have a quick conversation about um, perfectionism. You ready? Okay. So um, how many uh, how many bank robbers are friends of yours? How many people you have that are friends? Wait. How many bank robbers? What? Banks or well, bank robbers? Stick up artists. Got any you friends broke who are stick up artists? Me? Do I have any friends that are robbers? No. Yeah, got it. Uh, how do you feel about robbers? You like them? You want to be hanging around them? Probably not. That, that's a no. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> do you do you find yourself um, of do you find yourself thinking about bank robbers, stick up artists? No. Yeah, and so you don't even bother trying to avoid them, but somehow, some shape, some way, none of them is in your life, right? Right. You're not trying to avoid them. And so when we try to avoid things in our life, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's a, um, there's a blind spot. There's, there's a trap to trying to avoid something. You actually have to go up in order for you to avoid it. 
if that thing again? doesn't show up, you actually have to have the thing you're trying to avoid show up so you can avoid it. Hmm. Okay. You you can't avoid something that's not there. Right. You can have it, recognize it, and then avoid it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you don't even don't recognize it. Hmm. So okay. that's what perfectionism is. You got to recognize, you got to look for what's wrong so you can avoid it or fix it. Not cool. You want to get better by avoiding all the things that can go wrong that keeps you from being "quote unquote" perfect. Mm-hmm. All this. Didn't work. You'll learn how to transform them so that they do. Right. In either case, you're looking at eliminating flaws, but one is moving up, one is defending. Yeah. Live a life of excellence. Forget about perfection. You don't have to avoid anything when you're operating out of excellence. Right. I can see that. Like, wow, I did even better. (laughs) Instead of, of, I made even less mistakes. That's kind of sucky. It's hard to be empowered behind that one. Right. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, on a scale of 1 to to 10, uh, how how much would you say you were looking to avoid making mistakes and, and trying to be perfect with your boyfriend, your ex? Um, hmm. Huh. So what came up for me just now is I didn't... So I always have at least attempted to, at least I think I tried to approach a new relationship as new and not like bring my past to it. But what I picture is I brought his past to it of not wanting to be his ex and controlling. Mm. So I wanted to, I guess, you know, I was avoiding being that part and like nagging and telling him what to do type stuff even even when it was something that maybe mattered to me um what was the question again uh something like uh when it said how much were you trying to be perfect or avoid being uh imperfect I mean, constantly. Even okay. even when it wasn't even being requested from me. So, would you say like a six or a seven? Probably Eight. seven. I would go. To, I would go to a seven. 
one of the things that I think I believe that women, based on what I've seen, um, come from is that because you have states looking for what's wrong, so you could like have either uh, yourself or somebody else resolve it, relax again. Toward the city of Cindy Lauper. Um, <laughs> so, um, but if you're looking at, at excellence, then you're always yeah with people. You know what I mean? And so that's the game: not avoiding damage, escalating joy. Mhm. Hmm. And I was just like taking everything on. Yeah, see, that's what you're not trying to avoid trouble or, you know, you're just living life. Right. So, you know, I'm so glad you had that conversation with me because that, that, that conversation is the kind of conversation that could change everything when it comes to you and your relationship, you know? Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Michael Jordan wasn't that good a high school basketball player. I mean, he was all right, but he wasn't like the top <laughs> high school basketball player. But he did get transformed quite a bit in his freshman year in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, his college, UNC. And he had three future NBA players, and I think at least two of them is in the Hall of Fame. But at the time, you know, it was college basketball players. But Mm -hmm. he scored scored the winning basket. He scored the basket that won the game and won the championship for his college as a freshman. Mm Mm-hmm. And he had that in his brain during every game. And that helped him to become the champion that he is. I I laugh. He's the Michael Jordan of Michael Jordans. (laughs) (laughs) People say, you know, oh, this guy's the Michael Jordan of storytelling, and this is Michael Jordan of app creation, and then Michael Jordan of dating, and the map. Yeah, he's the Michael Jordan of Michael Jordans. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. You know, and because he's he uses examples of success to enhance his success in the future. And uh, my per my purpose for bringing that up is so that you could use your conversation, being in the zone with your nephew, mm-hmm. to help you create all kinds of successes down the road. Yeah. Relationship success financial success, family success, physical fitness success, whatever. That's what I say. I can't wait to talk about your... Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I'm interested to see what life is like like that. <laughs> Good. So that could be what you look for next week. We could talk about that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. what, I was, what I was about to say is I cannot wait to, to talk about, you know, your, your, the exercise that you were going to do this week. Um, I was going to use a lot of that to, to, to tie into what we're doing, but, you know, I'll just have to wait till next week. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Leader. Me. <laughs> Miss Leadership, doggone it. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. You know, you want to say because this was. <laughs> no, I'm. I feel like I'm at like a, a clearing point right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I get that this is like a grounding point for you, a clearing point, a grounding point, a stability point for you. You know. Yeah. Um, so that you know, because that was that was to me, it looked like the biggest thing is like, how do we help you become stable enough to, to be unshook? unshakable about, you know, your lack of clarity and feeling trapped and confused about, you know, whether mm-hmm. you should be with him or not and all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, you can always be a little bit more stable. I don't know how much, but once you, just like stable, not stable, you know? Yeah. Once you're in stable, it becomes easier for you to be able to upgrade your game, upgrade your skill set, um, I'll, I'll tell it to you like this. So one of the things that I, I study is consciousness levels. Mm-hmm. And um, what I discover is people who um, are at a, partic- a, a particularly low level of consciousness, how you can tell is that they don't understand context. So you're talking about context. They can't follow it because they only understand the content of the conversation. Hmm. Okay. So... So when you talk to somebody who can only understand the content of a conversation, you, like we were talking about context and you was able to follow this conversation 100%. There was no place where you wasn't in the conversation fully. Right. So we was either talking, you know, we talked about your nephew, but there was times where you used your nephew's conversation to talk about something else. That's context. Right. Okay. There are Mm -hmm. people who don't know how to do that. And so when you talk to them, if I'm coaching somebody who doesn't understand context, then I got to talk to them only about content, and I got to do my best to teach them context. So right, they okay. Could be, get, so, they had, so they could begin to start learning how to teach themselves. Because when you understand mm-hmm. context, when you understand context, then you can use different contents, different examples, different tangible examples that's got nothing to do with your context to use that to teach you how to do something else because you can see the context in, in addition to the incident itself. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. So people who know how, who understand context, they only need to be taught content, techniques, strategies like that. Right. And so, you know, I, because of your wisdom, believe it or not, it, it takes a lot mm-hmm. of able to be able to ha- be in this conversation. Most okay. people I know can't be, couldn't have followed this conversation the way it went. I really want you to... Let it sink in. Say that again. Let it sink in. Gotcha. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Most people couldn't be in this conversation because we were doing context and content at the same time. And people who understand context and content, then all you got to do is teach them strategies because they'll apply, they'll figure out the context or they'll hear the context in the teaching and the training and the coaching and the conversation. Okay. And that's, that's what you were doing. This is a, this was, a, this is beautiful. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh my God. The whole <sighs> fee that you paid me for in the first place. I mean, <sighs> I don't know if it's true, but it's like 
close, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, because, like, I I cannot see you being less than fairly grounded from now on after this conversation. Yeah, it definitely brought a lot of light into... Say it again? It, it definitely brought a lot of light into who I was being and kind of how to be like that in all conversations and be able to, well, even just be able to recognize, like I now have what that, I, I, for better term, um, just like what that felt like, yes. I can now then recognize it in another conversation. Yes. And just, and then feed on it and then like continue in that path. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is this is seriously gorgeous here. So, um, you know, so when you do the exercise for our next session, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I will tell you. I'll give you a, a hint. It's about the exercise is designed to help you identify your life purpose. Okay. Uh, and I'm sharing that with you because I want you to be more motivated to do it than you were last time. <laughs> okay. So yes, you I got, get that. You, yeah, you've got principles and you've got a life purpose. And this exercise is designed to teach you how to identify your life purpose. Because right. when you're in when you're in the relationship of your dreams with the partner of your dreams, mm-hmm. um you are living your life purpose, your partner is living their life purpose, um, and y'all have a harmonious life purpose, whether it's identical or or, or, or similar. Okay. But it would be hard to recognize that if you don't know what yours is. So. Right. <laughs> so handle your business, my sister. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I will. <laughs> and uh, next, time, next time you see um, Donna, Ella? Yeah. Tell her uh thank you so much for getting you know, for having me around so that uh, I can go to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just teasing, you know. Uh, I really and I will also, also thank you, thank you for her the for the dart analogy. <laughs> the, the dart analogy. I don't remember the dart analogy. Say it again. Oh, so the verbal darts that her family would throw at each other. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that too. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to say? Because uh, I'm complete. I am good. This is so awesome! I swear to God, this is so awesome. <sighs> All right. Well, um, have fun. You know, on your trip. We'll do. And uh, have fun yeah. with your your weekend. Yes. Excellent. Uh, absolutely. I will uh, do my best and. Uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome, so I'm happy. All right. Thanks. Go ahead and your business. We'll talk next week. You let me know when. All right. Will do. All right. Later. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.